podcast episode contains commentary on Sean P. Diddy Combs as it was recorded before the recent allegations against him became public. If you or someone you know is a victim of abuse, go to hotline.org or contact 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Hey, uh, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos we are discussing this week, uh, feel free to check out our YouTube channel and Facebook. And with that being said, let's get it cracking. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey, Crystal. How are you? I am uh, living life and loving life. Amazing. That's the only way to do it. That's the only thing to do. I'm faking it till I make it. That is a strategy that works for many a folk. So uh, I don't see why it can't work for you. Oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that we get to reconnect and give flowers to and get to spread love and get to share our our viewpoints on this week's artist. Yeah. I mean, I, this artist and this album was, um, I completely forgot how great this album was. Same. <laughs> but I think we should probably tell listeners what the artists and what album we're, we're going to cover this week. Yeah, we are going to be covering the one and only Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. And we are going to be covering the Daydream album. Yep. I, You know what? I had this album. I had. Well, I'm sorry. I had the CD. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, as did I. I completely forgot that I had the CD. And when I was re-listening, I'm like, oh, I used to love this. Mariah Carey is fantastic. <laughs> She came on the scene and she gave us different versions of herself. And you know what? All of them I'm here for. Yeah. Like that was her, that was her journey. And Daydream is definitely one of those albums that um, was kind of pivotal for me. And, you know, I can think of a song and remember where I was when I heard it or remembered listening to it, you know, from front to back continuously like for me no skips amazing i remember being such a i wouldn't say a fan but i remember appreciating her vocal abilities and like the songs that her previous like repertoire <laughs> uh, and i remember i remember when this album came out i needed to get it because i just wanted to hear her sing because yeah. her singing was or is you know, spectacular. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, talk about a force and talk about kind of bursting onto the scene. Um, just with like such a pure vocal and such a unique vocal. And we didn't even get to the whistle tone yet. Like she really mastered that whistle tone. Right. And uh, it just seemed so effortless to her. And that's what I love in an artist. It's kind of like, 
do the thing that I love that you do, but make it seem like it's so easy that I could do it. And then when I try, I know that I actually can. So, you know, you're amazing. <laughs> and you're kind of shedding light on just how awesome pure talent is. Wait, you can't whistle to him? <laughs> no. You can't, you can't hit that note? Oh, shit. Apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> and answer yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Minnie Ripperton was the artist that I first heard um really mastering the whistle tone yeah. the um the the oh my gosh what is the name of the song loving you loving you yes <laughs> um loving you and that you know we all know that song um that used to come on on the on the quiet storm and you just we're waiting for it and you were ready and you were like, it's coming. Yes. They played that song. You were like, do, 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 do. Exactly. And then, you know, later on, you know, we would all kind of like take our fingers to our ears and, you know, press yes. them to try to really get that sound right. Sometimes successful, sometimes not so much. And actually, uh, you know, Mariah was very inspired by Minnie Ripperton. Artists find their inspiration from a variety of, of different sources. So, you know, when Mariah came on the scene, she really was introduced as like this pop artist who's singing these mainstream songs, just singing songs about, you know, everyday, um, everyday types of love, if you will. And, you know, when she came on the scene from her first album to her second album to her third album they all kind of fit in the same type of box which was very poppy not really trying to stray too far from that um and with daydream you could see a little bit of the r&b flavor that you just knew she just had inside and she just wanted wanted to let it out and thank goodness that you did. Yeah. And not even just the R&B, like hip hop. I think this was the first time. Like it's the first glimpse. It's the tiny glimpse that we get. And we're like, yeah. oh, oh, I know where we're going. We, yeah, totally. <laughs> we, we can we can do this. Yeah. And I think she she definitely was the one to make it more popular, make it more quote unquote acceptable, which is is massive. Mm -hmm. And you know, during this research process, I, I I got a little annoyed because I was reading that, you know, this some songs on this particular album, you know, the critics weren't really feeling. And I'm just kind of like, what? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, this, get out of here. It's all subjective. So you can never, I, I never, you know, give too much credence to that, but we love Mariah. Just giving a review of an album, it's like, you, I mean, albums you really need to sit and listen to and see how they, like, open up. Like, you could be in the mood when you listen to something and it's like, oh, this is awful. But then you give it a second listen, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's so subjective, like you were saying. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, so 
we we know who Mariah Carey is. I'm just gonna give a few little tidbits of facts and then we can just jump right in to, to the videos. So Mariah was born on March 27th in Huntington, New York. So she's from Long Island. All right. Um, she's, <laughs> she's the youngest of three children. She was born to an uh, Irish mom and an African-American dad. Um, during her elementary school years, she excelled in music and literature. And then when she went to high school, that's when she was dabbling more in the poetry and lyrics scene. Um, and it was also when she was in high school that she began recording demos um, for folks. Shortly after that, she landed a gig singing backup for Brenda K. Starr. Do you remember Brenda K. Starr? Oh yeah, I do, yeah. She was a, a staple in the, uh, the freestyle arena. Her biggest hit was I Still Believe, which was a ballad, a classic. And it was actually Brenda K. Starr who gave Mariah Carey's demo to Tommy Mottola. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she has her to thank for, for that uh, for that union, or maybe she doesn't want to thank her. Right. I don't know. Some <laughs> things went down. You know, I'm not there. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that that's how uh, that's how it happened. And then after that, she had the self-titled album. We know that a lot of the artists that we are covering, their debut albums are typically self-titled. Mariah Carey was no different. Um, that first album gave us Vision of Love which I loved. Mm. You could not oh escape God. that. That was just playing on the radio constantly. Um, it also had the song, I Don't Want to Cry, which also I, I actually liked that more than I liked Vision of Love, but mm. you know, that's just me. And then in 1981, she had Emotions, which gave us the um, track Emotions and the Make It Happen track. And then in 1993, we had Music Box, which gave us Dream Lover and Hero. Mm. Huge tracks. I mean, I still reference Hero all the time. <laughs> we all do. Like, that was another one. Like, you just could not escape hearing that song. Well, no, it's because I'm a hero. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. And so I have to reference it. Yeah, like... yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> and nobody can tell you any different. <laughs> You know, that's that's a song that um, is constantly used for like inspirational tributes, you know, all those types of things. And kudos to the team for writing a song like that, because that's kind of like, you know, a built in way to get royalties because someone is always going to try to license that track. Yeah, so, totally. you know, big ups to them. Um, okay. And then after that, she had the Christmas album that she recorded that gave us All I Want for Christmas is You, which I got to tell you, I never really celebrated Christmas growing up, but that never stopped me from loving Christmas songs. Mm. This song is amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was quite old before I realized that it wasn't really an old song that she just covered. I thought for a while that it was just a song, some obscure song that I just wasn't aware of that she just covered and just did a great vocal to. I didn't realize that that was just her own original song. 
I feel like when it really spoke to me was when it was used in uh, the movie Love Actually. Love Actually, yes. That's one of my favorite movies. I love it. Um, I refuse to be shamed for it. But hearing that song in that movie just kind of awakened <laughs> something in me. And I'm just kind of like, that is that is a great holiday song. So I look forward to hearing it quite frequently later in the holiday season. <laughs> well, not even the holiday. I remember when I used to DJ plug, um, it would be like the middle of the summer or in the fall. I would play it and everyone would go crazy. <laughs> it's a great song. You can play it anytime. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. And the gays were losing their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much for us. <laughs> Do you know what I didn't realize about this album? What's that? It had multiple Grammy nominations. How many did it win? Are you serious? How many did it win? 0. 0.0? 0. 0.0. Rude. I mean, listen, I definitely will entertain a conspiracy theory every <laughs> once and again. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Why on earth did she get shut out? from the Grammys. Like you didn't even, she didn't even win one. I think she was nominated like six for six awards and not like one. That sounds like a blacklist. And now I'm wondering, I'm like, was that the Academy or was that Tommy Mottola having conversations to be like, you know what? I don't, you know, she had more control over this album than the others. Oh. And yeah, let's not reward her for that. Like, I don't know. Just putting it out there. Listeners, please tell us what you think. <laughs> when you're listening to Daydream and knowing the exquisiteness of a Mariah Carey vocal, for her to win 0.0, .0 Grammys, why do you think that was the case? I mean, how is that possible? Even with the lead single, how could that not have won? It's timeless and everyone loves it and... You can't have a party if the song doesn't come on. Yeah, that first single, Fantasy, um, was written by Mariah Carey and Dave Hall. It was a certified bop. Yes, certified. <laughs> sampled Tom Tom Club's 1981 song, Genius of Love. Do you remember when that song, well, you might not remember when that song came out, but do you remember hearing the original version? I'm so young, I don't remember when this song came out. <laughs> Excellent answer. Um, so in 1981, the Tom Tom Club had a song called Genius of Love. I didn't actually realize this, but Chris France and Tina Weymouth were formerly of Talking Heads. So they, along with David Byrne, were in Talking Heads. Oh, I didn't know that either. I remember when this track came out because it was a, that was a banger in the R&B world back then. So the fact that these were actually two white people, yeah. mind blown, had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the music video for that because it, it was animated. 
I remember as a child, I was like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. This was definitely one of the first times that pop and hip hop really had a collaboration that was able to be a, pushed a little bit more into the uh, the forefront. You know, you've got this pop princess who's basically just doing pop songs, a little of the earlier albums. They kind of um, delved into that old school sound, 60s, 70s vibe. And then you had some songs that were definitely a little bit more on the gospel side. But this was kind of like, check this out, basically. And it's so interesting because you've got the mainstream, you've got the the pop fans, but then there's this whole other group of fans that were essentially being neglected. But if you can actually have a bop and put a familiar hip hop artist. Yeah. And you could just tell that this is, something that she that was inside of her she definitely was being heavily controlled by tommy matola at the time she that's no secret she's made it very clear that that was the situation uh while they were married you know if it if it's not broken you don't want to fix mm. it so the previous albums they had a specific formula that didn't um they didn't see a need to kind of stray from that. But I think creatively for her, she wanted to, you know, delve a little bit more into R&B and hip hop. So, you know, thank goodness we got the fantasy remix because of it. Let's be honest, because people, you know, did not like hip hop and people were actually really against hip hop. Um, and let's be honest, it's racism. <laughs> like, and so, you know, they wanted to keep this, you know, squeaky clean pop princess far away from that. Um, and so that's why there were different versions. But um, I just find it hilarious that people love the hip hop version more. It's ingrained in our party culture. It's, it's infectious, as they say. This video was shot in Rye, New York, and Rye, New York is not too far from Mount Vernon, New York, where I grew up. So we would go to Rye Playland all the time. It was an amusement park in um, in, in Westchester. Um, so this is where the fantasy video was filmed along that boardwalk um, and that and that water. You know, we got this union of pop star and rapper that was uh, hot at the time. And ODB, if you're familiar with the Wu-Tang Clan, he was, you know, RIP. He was a little bit of a wild card, but that also kind of, you know, was his role in the in the group. And you kind of never knew what you were what you were going to get. So on his dealings with ODB for the record of the song, Corey Rooney said, 
he finally showed up three hours late. And when he got here, it was about 1030 at night. He had been drinking. Then was like, I need some Moet and Newports before we get into the record. <laughs> he started yelling at the assistants, calling them white devils, saying, you white devils, you don't want black people to have shit. <laughs> um, and then Rooney later revealed that ODB, who received 15000 to rap on the song, recorded the verse in between snooze sessions. So he said the one line, which is the, the infamous line. Me and Mariah go back like babies were pacifiers. Right. Then paused and said, yo, I need to take a break and went to sleep for 45 minutes. He said that, quote, he woke up and was like, yo, let me hear what I did so far. So they played the one track and he sang another line or two and then slept for another hour. And then he would come up with another line. <laughs> punch that in and then go to sleep. He went to sleep three different times in the middle of trying to get that verse done. Amazing. And I heard that um, when, he, cause he did Yo New York in the house um, and then um, they wanted him to add other locations. And he's like, I need 10K more. I'm all for it, get those coins. And listen, in retrospect, he should have asked for plenty more. I know. I know. And they they knew. They had the foresight. Like, you know, Corey Rooney mentioned, and he, just to clarify, he was the A&R rep. You know, from, from what, I, what I've read, that was what he wanted. And they were like, okay, sure. They had the foresight. Like, she has sold millions of records. So it's kind of like, that's a, that's a drop in the bucket. But listen, I guess in these in these days, I would imagine, you know, if you have the opportunity to work with such a huge artist, you'd probably negotiate just a little bit better. So when it came time to do the video shoot, Corey Rooney mentioned that, you know, ODB just kind of showed up. He showed up on set with, um, you know, just jeans and Timberlands. And they're like, do you need money? Like, do you need an outfit and he's like this is hip-hop like, i don't need it like an outfit i i could just use jeans and um and timberlands and then right before the shoot was about to start he's like i don't have anything to wear <laughs> yeah yes exactly was he effing with them or was he completely off his rocker or coming down from his rocker, like like nobody knows. But um, you know, talk about talk about gaslighting. Am I right? You're right. No, I mean, yeah, definitely a character. Def um, definitely a character. Yeah, and uh, he actually had had the idea when they were kind of you know going over the video concept with him. He wanted to tie up the clown. So when I watched the video, when I rewatched the video again, I just see the clown tied up, and I'm just kind of like. Okay, when you juxtapose the the original fantasy video and this video, they're essentially <laughs> the same, but just a little bit different. Just different enough to just kind of you know send you over <laughs> into that uh that hip hop world. Totally, I love it. Yeah, like the original fantasy music video, we kick off the video with some creepy over the top funhouse laughing. 
And just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, that clown you were just talking about pops up. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think clowns are creepy. Uh, They always manage to sneak up on you. They're just really creepy. Um, Then we hear a dude chuckling and saying, welcome to the fantasy. Then we spot Mariah Carey herself rolling down the boardwalk on rollerblades. Uh, she's decked out with cut-off jean booty shorts and a black top showing off her fabulous abs. Uh, a cropped black hoodie sweatshirt that's like saying, yeah, I'm casually hot. <laughs> Safety first, though. Mariah's got her wrist guards and knee pads on because, hey, you never know when you might need to break out some sick rollerblading moves, which she really doesn't do. The whole scene feels very dreamlike until a man uh, slaps someone else's hand and the beat drops. Mariah jumps onto a roller coaster, hands in the air, and she's having the time of her life. Meanwhile, back on the boardwalk, there's this cute little girl rocking a crop top that says, feeling groovy. <laughs> she has her hands on her hips, bopping to the rhythm like she owns the place. We get more shots of Mariah singing her heart out on rollerblades, nearly tumbling with her girlfriends and hitting those high notes on the roller coaster as it goes up and down. Uh, She looks absolutely stunning, by the way. Then out of nowhere, our friendly neighborhood creepy clown shows up again, looking all sad. But here's where it gets wild. The clown opens his mouth and the camera zooms in uh, like it's entering a tunnel. Uh, It's a fantastic graphic transition. The tunnel whisks us away to the amusement park, but at night, with lights shining down on the parking lot. There's Mariah standing on a black Hummer, hands in the air, showing off her flat stomach surrounded by dancers. And I'm not talking two or three dancers. It's like a full-on dance party on wheels. Uh, We see cars bouncing with hydraulics. Uh, The choreography is simple and fun, but then it turns when the dancers start breaking and they're popping and locking, and they're even doing cartwheels. Next up, we spot a larger gentleman getting a tattoo from a lady who could be Amy Winehouse's twin. Uh, She's convincing him that she knows what she's doing, but she casually whips out a long stringy piece of gum from her mouth, and the man looks horrified. Definitely not the definition of sanitary. Not a long stringy piece of gum. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely um, infections could happen. Um, But surprise, surprise, she's tattooing an image of Mariah that reads fantasy underneath. Uh, During the bridge of the song, Mariah sings in a very coy manner against the backdrop of stars. um, And it's pure magic. Uh, We wrap up the music video with more singing and dancing in the parking lot. And you can't help but feel like a kid again, uh, reminiscing of those times that you were hanging out at the amusement park. And especially at night, right? I remember being in the amusement park at night and thinking, oh, I'm such an adult. Like, <laughs> I'm out late. Same. I felt the exact same thing. I was like, oh, I felt I felt grown. Yeah. But the remix, right? That, Like you said, it's very similar, but um, a little different. So Mariah's belting out against that backdrop filled with stars, all out a cappella. But wait for it. ODB pops up and does the unthinkable. Mm-hmm. He removes his hat from that's covering the camera lens. And what do we see? The clown, the one that was giving us creepy vibes earlier, um, is tied up 
high on a lamppost, as you mentioned. So I'm not freaked out about this clown anymore because we're not afraid of him. We're actually afraid of ODB. (laughs) (laughs) So ODB looks right into the camera, uh, grill shining, and he says, keeping it real, son. (laughs) And P. Diddy's voice chimes in saying, you know, basically giving his stamp of approval with the casual, that's right. Yeah, as he's wont to do. Um, you forget Diddy's on this track. Yeah, he he did the um, the remix. Yeah, well, he invented the remix. So ODP continues with his signature swagger, throwing the "Yo New York" in the house, and boom, the beat drops. ODP kicks off the performance, uh, decked out in an oversized Tommy Hilfiger sweatshirt, jeans, and Timberlands, and then out of the blue, we get hit with the clown mouth's a graphic transition again (laughs) and suddenly we're back with mariah performing in the parking lot there's more footage of the dancers doing their thing and the creepy clown well now he's playing with a top hat and he's looking sad um but we know he's about to get tied up so it's gonna be okay so we hop on the roller coaster of this remix and oldb returns uh this time he's shirtless sporting a short bob wig we know I love a bob. Um, and he's rocking Oakley sunglasses. Like he's got a secret agent mission to complete. <laughs> he's probably introduced himself as the old dirty doggy. <laughs> I think he forgot his name, <laughs> but it's pure ODB charm. In another shot, he has a plaid Tommy Hilfiger hoodie jacket and those trusty Timberlands. Um, it's like a fashion show within a remix. Um, we get those lyrics what are you gonna do when you get out of jail uh while we see the dancers doing their thing and p diddy chimes in with his iconic response i'm gonna do a remix because why not i think remixes are the answer to life's problems like i can imagine if i'm in jail for any period of time when i come out the first thing i want to do is a remix (laughs) not calling anyone i'm just gonna sit down and do a remix um (laughs) So, uh, up this musical roller coaster. Um, ODB blesses his ad libs. This time he's wearing a yellow basketball shirt that screams, I think it says School of Hard Knocks, but it's blurry. He's also rocking a yellow headphones. Um, and it looks like he's holding a Discman, something from the 90s. Right, right. But definitely um, a bop and great music video, too. A classic. Another fun fact about this video was that this was Mariah's directorial debut. So she directed the video for the original fantasy video as well as the remix. Amazing. What can she do? She can do it all. We're not worthy. She's a she's a triple threat. And Mariah Carey, I believe, is the only artist to have a number one song in the last four decade, which I think is super cool since she started in the 90s, which was literally 30 years ago. So it's it, it's a while ago. But I don't think Mariah's ever really left the, the ethos. But thanks to this generation of artists, we've got Lotta with the Big Energy song that interpolates Genius of Love. But we also have a version where Mariah Carey is also featured. So that is just 
introducing Mariah to a new generation who may not be as uh, familiar with her. And then we also have the Tiki Taki challenge, the It's a Wrap challenge that's on the Tiki Takis. Are, are you familiar with that one? I I'm not. What's the rap? <laughs> so um, there's a TikTok challenge where it uses a sped up version of It's a Rap, which is from the Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel album that came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. It starts with ad lip riffs. That's a baby. It's a rap for you, baby. You've, you've not seen this? And they do a little dance? Yes. I just want to hear you sing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so people are getting, the, the younger generation who stays on TikTok, they are getting um, exposure to Mariah Carey, which I absolutely love. She's an icon. She truly is an icon. And so, you know, what's the, what's a move that you make when you're an icon? You collaborate with some other icons. Collabos. Which is what she did. So the second single that was released off of this Daydream album was One Sweet Day. So basically, after Mariah's friend and previous collaborator, David Cole, who used to be of Clavellis and Cole, aka CC Music Factory, he passed away. So she began writing and developing a song that would pay homage to him and all the friends and family that lost someone. She was always inspired by uh, the people who passed away due to the AIDS pandemic, which was pretty prevalent at the time of this uh, song coming out. And then Boys to Men had recently lost their tour manager, Khalil Roundtree, while they were on tour in uh, Chicago. He got killed in an armed robbery attempt. So they partnered together um, on this track. They kind of both were as a way to kind of process and deal with the loss. They were trying to figure out a song to kind of commemorate. And uh, when they got together, they realized that kind of they were more or less on the same page. So we got One Sweet Day because of it. Uh, This song actually debuted at number one. It spent six weeks on top of the Billboard Hot 100 in the US. And it was the longest running number one song in the charts history at the time. And it was a record that was held for 23 years. It remained the only song to stay at number one on the charts for 16 weeks until 2017, when the record was tied by Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito, which featured Justin Bieber. I mean, the Latin community is huge, you know, worldwide. But, and I think Justin kind of threw it over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> sent it into an entirely different place. Toppling over our queen's uh, stay <laughs> at number one. <laughs> exactly. Despacito tied, but 
what really sent it over the edge was Old Town Road, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. That was in 2019 and that was uh, in that position for 19 weeks. So that's what knocked it out. That's what knocked it out. Thank goodness. So, <laughs> so, one, so one for the gays, maybe? One for the gays, yeah. We'll take it, we'll take it. <laughs> All of that being said, it still remains the only number one debut to spend 16 weeks at number one. And it was nominated for Best R&B Video at the MTV VMAs in 1996. So the video uh, is basically behind the scenes uh, footage of the recording of One Sweet Day. We see Boys and Men and Mariah and all of production arriving to the recording studio. Uh, we see a shot of the production going up a freight elevator and everyone's just greeting each other. Mariah's wearing those cut-off jean booty shorts that we've grown to love. They're so cute. Um, <laughs> this time she's wearing a midriff top uh, that's white. Uh, most of the members are wearing white. They're wearing white sweatshirts or t-shirts, uh, with some with a plaid shirt uh, that's giving kind of spring vibes. So Nathan starts with, sorry, I never told you lyric, into the mic with one headphone to his ear. And I love that because that's just quintessential recording procedure. Yes. <laughs> There's a camera in the studio booth and a monitor in the control room so we can see the performance's face. The behind the scene vibe is light and happy compared to the, the content of the song. Uh, Mariah starts with Never Had I Imagined with, again, one headphone to her ear. As one is wont to do. <laughs> <laughs> boys to bed and Mariah are sharing three mics. Nathan is on one by himself. Mariah and Wanye are on the other. And Sean and Michael are on the last one. Uh, Sean st starts us out with the second verse with Darlin, I never showed you. But my favorite is when Michael repeats with his bass spoken word uh, way and he goes Darling, I never um, but you know what it was additive oh my god we needed it i aspired to be michael so uh mariah sings her riffs over them which like just seals this amazing um vocal performance um at one point while they're in the control room uh, nathan's lying down on the couch and mariah's terrier uh, stands on his legs and uh, there's a later shot where he pushes the dog off the couch and Mariah is cracking the fuck up. <laughs> it seems like they were there for a while because Mariah had an outfit change. We see her wearing a black polo shirt. Uh, did you notice Wanye was uh, wearing a bright yellow t-shirt and a plaid shirt over it? Why did he have to be different? Like, obviously he did not get the memo. <laughs> he, he probably was on one. Let's just say that. I did peep his uh his little beeper. He had a beeper. Oh, we didn't notice that. And I was like, who's trying to get a hold of you? <laughs> My favorite scene is when Mariah and Wanye sing. Yes. <laughs> um, they do it together. Yes. Right? And so they're doing they're doing it in the studio, um, listening to it. Um Wanye's at the mixing board and Mariah's 
reacting behind him. And then they both look at each other like, yeah, that's amazing. Like, we did it. And uh, they were proud of themselves. Um, and yeah, it was that's one of my favorite parts. They did that. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that song was so amazing. I mean, everyone knows that song. And, um, you know, I liked the video. I liked the behind the, the scenes vibe because it's like, yeah, it's a sad song. But, you know, when something sad like that happens, it brings people together. And, um, you know, you're celebrating people's lives. Um, and I think that's what this music video did. Yeah, totally. Um, Walter Afanasieff, who is a composer and writer who was essentially Mariah Carey's partner for many years, he was a co-writer on this song as well. And he mentioned that, so the reason why we got this video in this format is because they couldn't really schedule a video shoot. So what we're seeing in the studio is them kind of recording the song and and, and kind of working through things as they go along. So Walter Afanasieff had mentioned, he mentioned how there were cameras around while they were basically just trying to do their job and, and get through that process. And we know typically you record a song, that's that and you get that mixed and mastered. And then later on you do a video, but kind of like not at the at the same time. But I like that this was the video for this song because you don't need to get too over conceptual because the lyrics enough. Like when I was watching earlier, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, Crystal, pull it together. I know it's such a moving song. It's it's so moving. Um, and but you know what? It's also I think kind of what people what people need. Like, is it playing to emotion? Absolutely. But it's also like you kind of need to hear that while you are working through through losses. So it definitely was one of my favorite songs. I was a huge boys to men stan, so I loved this and. To your point, my favorite boy to men was Wanye Squirt Morris because he would sing his face off and all his little like nuances and riffs. So that part that you were talking about, like I lived for that. Mm. So to see this video, um, again, what we've spoken about many times is that like, oh, they they actually know each other. Like Wanye and Mariah definitely knew each other before Mm. and then they connected for this video. And we kind of see them all together. So it's like, when you think of the concept of the video itself, like, what is it really? Like, seeing an artist lip syncing to their own music? That's exactly what it was, but I love it. Like, that's, we, 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 we love it. It's so, it's so perfect. And sometimes we get the mm. high concept videos, which are great. I love those, but sometimes just you in the studio or you working it out or this behind the scenes type feel, you know, these artists getting into a recording studio and working through their own stuff, but also providing a song for us to kind of work through our stuff. Yeah. It's just like, you know, an open armed hug, you know, just embracing you. Yeah. And, and we all, and we all need that. Yeah, absolutely. 
And amazingly enough, that leads us to our third single. Oh. Off the Daydream album, which is a cover version of Open Arms. This came out in December of 1995. It was a cover of a Journey song. It was written by Steve Perry and Jonathan Cain, who, shocking, were members of Journey. (laughs) This was a song that came out in 1981. Mariah had definitely crossed paths with the drummer of Journey, who's Steve Smith because he had actually played on some earlier singles of hers. And she also had a connection to Randy Jackson, who also was a member of of Journey. Um, A lot of people don't know that. They're like, you know, it's a no for me dog from American Idol and that's it. (laughs) That's the only reference. Yeah, which I literally say that like once a week, but so so shout out to Randy Jackson. Not to be confused with Randy Jackson, Michael Jackson's brother, but Randy Jackson from Journey, also from American Idol. So uh, she did this single. And can I just say? Say it. (laughs) Steve Perry from Journey, he has a a high register. Mm. Due to what potentially might be the HBO series Sopranos season finale where Don't Stop Believing was playing in the very final episode as the family was at the diner, just kind of having a meal, whatever. I feel like <laughs> the Journey song Don't Stop Believing was introduced to a whole other audience. Now, park that for a second. I was in a department store the other day oh my god how old do i sound when i call it a department store what's that whatever (laughs) don't stop believing was playing on the radio and all kinds of people from all walks of life were singing along to this song so i'm just saying that to say music is purely universal there's lots of crossing in, in genres so people know different songs that we may or may not have known if we were younger. So bringing it back to uh, Open Arms, this was another um, song that Journey recorded. I think it's a classic. Like, I think that, you know, the lyrics and, and Mariah's voice, like I said, Steve Perry had a very high register So it kind of makes sense that Mariah would cover it because she could really slay it vocally. Mm. Um, It was moderately successful outside of the U.S. It didn't chart on the Billboard 100, but it did peak at number 49 on the U.S. rhythmic charts. And I read something that said that it was universally panned by the critics. Really? That's what I read. I was so hard disagreeing. Because even if you don't like the song, even if you don't like Mariah, I don't think you can question the vocal. Like, there's zero to question on that vocal, in my opinion. 
But listen, like like we said, it's all subjective. Subjective. But yeah, this was, you know, this was a great cover. Um, the music video was directed by uh, Larry Jordan, and it was a live performance of the song as Mariah performed it during her tour at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean, the music video is pretty straightforward. Like, the video starts all in black, minus two spotlights that hit, that's hitting uh, Mariah's silhouette from behind. Um the crowd is roaring and cheering. And I feel like the audio is a little sweetened. <laughs> but uh, we see Mariah's face and slowly the set begins to light up around her. Uh, Mariah's all in black with a high ponytail and bangs. So there's a lot of camera flashes that are seen throughout the performance. Uh, the monitors behind her have images of clouds. When we see uh, her singing the refrain uh, the crowd goes wild. Uh, we see audience members singing along, uh, rocking back and forth, hands in the air, waving back and forth. Um, there's lights on the audience, so we could see uh, the audience, and Mariah could see them. as. Have you ever made eye contact with, like, an artist in concert? I always feel like it's uncomfortable. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it just feels a little too intimate. It's like, don't look at me. Um, <laughs> Sing your song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this is just, you know, uh, uh, a live performance that was, uh, you know, recorded for a music video. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I mean, to see her on tour and have that, that captured, it was just kind of like, wow. Very similar to a couple of videos from Janet Jackson. Yeah. Where it was basically a montage of either her, like, behind the scenes stuff or her on, on tour. It was just kind of like, mm, yes, sign me up. I'm here. I'll watch this for, for four minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, going back to the song, like, I re it was familiar. You know what I mean? Like, I knew the lyrics and it was mm -hmm. familiar. And that's why I was like, oh, and now Mariah's singing it? Amazing. Like, yeah. love it. Like, like, I didn't need to learn this song so much because it's like, it was in my subconscious so yeah it was always like out there like you heard it it maybe you heard it at the dentist office perhaps maybe i heard it at the um what was it the department store maybe you heard it at the <laughs> maybe you heard it at the woolworths <laughs> i was somewhere somewhere the other day and somebody said oh you know blah 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 woolworths but then they were like oh you don't know anything about that and i'm just kind of like hmm I kept quiet. <laughs> I used to love Woolworths, was all about it. Definitely knew what they were talking about, but I was like, no, no, no. You think I'm that young? Let's go for it. Absolutely. You mean like the Woolworth building in Manhattan? <laughs> I mean, they will not, will not. Yes. <laughs> they had little stores that, you know, you'd have the, the little, you could do your little shopping. And then they had, my favorite part was going to that cafe and like getting some type of treat of some sort like a five and dime is what they call them <laughs> oh wow <laughs> now i'm really <laughs> aging myself <laughs> i mean i i i used to go to woolworth so <laughs> uh, see and you did exactly what i did the other day because i was just kind of like nope not talking about it nope 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 <laughs> i love it we had a woolworth in patterson new jersey did you know that fyi no yeah we, we had a Wolfers in Patterson. R.I.P. 
I mean, the, those department stores will always be my baby. <laughs> Yes, Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. This was a song that was written and produced by Mariah Carey, along with Tremaine Dupree and Manuel Seal. Manuel Seal, uh, he worked very closely with Tremaine Dupree on Escape's uh, previous album, Hum and Coming At Ya. Always Be My Baby was a commercial success. This became Mariah's 11th chart topper on the Billboard Hot 100. It actually tied her with Madonna and Whitney Houston for the most number one singles by a female artist at that time. It was in the top 10 in the UK and New Zealand, and it was in the top 20 in most other markets. And this video, it was shot at Mariah Carey's Fresh Air Funds camp, uh, which was a foundation that Mariah founded to basically give inner city children an opportunity to to become more accustomed to the elements and just give them a just a little bit more exposure to a different way of life am i right am i right um yeah and so always be my baby or aka mariah's camp adventure (laughs) um starts off with mariah living her best life on a tire swing over a lake Here's a twist. We're peeping at her through the bushes like a total creep stalker. Because um, we're creepy like that. And uh, Mariah's dressed in denim on denim. And her hands and feet are just skimming the water as she swings back and forth. Living on the edge, right? <laughs> uh, we get a close-up of Mariah belting out the song like only she can. And while Mariah's making all this racket, it wakes up two kids in Camp Mariah. They bolt out of their cabins. One kid is wearing a Kangol hat, and the other one has pigtails. Now these two kiddos are sprinting down a hill, which is covered in leaves and trees. And I couldn't help but think, did they bring bug repellent? Um, This place is prime location for ticks. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Too real. No, you need to protect yourself. Lyme disease is no joke, people. It is no joke. Um, Yeah. Definitely wear bug repellent and light colored clothing. Cut to Mariah, still singing her heart out by the campfire. Uh, The kids are having a blast and hanging out and dancing to her music um, by the campfire as well. Mariah's getting down. Um, She's really feeling herself while she's dancing. And it's really cool in slow-mo. Like, she's like feeling it and it looks cool. Then uh, the real adventure begins because the two kids uh, from before, they decide to swing on ropes over the lake and they cannonball right into the lake. Underwater, uh, they swim towards each other and share a smooch. (laughs) Um, It's romance at Camp Mariah. Not a smooch. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, wow, the water is pretty clear because you could see them. Um, And... I really hope the parents sign some heavy-duty waivers because it seems like Camp Mariah does not do a good job in supervising their kids. <laughs> and um, and I believe the remix we covered 
in season one, episode three. I thought you you brought it up as one of the, the things you're listening to. I 100% did. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to note, though, that up until this point, remixes that we had were basically the vocal as it already existed and maybe a different track or maybe some embellished beats or or something like that. But this basically was a, a real remix in the sense that, you know, there were different, it was Mar- Mariah singing a, a new vocal. Escape was on backgrounds and and the brat was was putting a rap on it. So it was basically this was a little bit more involved. It was just kind of like, let's kind of rework this. Mm. And it sampled the the SOS bands tell me if you still care. And that was a bop in the 80s. Definitely a quiet storm candidate 100 percent always on. But then to kind of see it introduce it to a whole different generation and just you know put these new lyrics to it i love that because in my mind mariah said okay we want to do something for those girls who would really like appreciate that and we just want to we're going to put escape out there like they're you know they're hot we're going to put them out there we're going to put the brat out there we're connecting with with jd like and we're going to try to push it to a a slightly different demographic, yeah. which I I love because I love that remix. And you know what? Not for nothing. I liked hearing it the times that I did hear it. I think I would have probably felt ways if it did become more mainstream, mm. which it didn't. She did it for the streets. And Mariah, we appreciate you for that. Totally. Uh, and I, even the, the music video, I feel like the original music video is it's mainstream. Yes. It felt rated pg the remix felt like this is for the adults like this is for the streets mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep 100 kids you go home we're gonna go party over here <laughs> yeah we're just gonna like scale it back we're gonna just like flip it a little bit just give you a little bit of a different vibe yeah just we just want you to groove to it a little bit differently and i loved it we ate it up <laughs> no crumbs yes no crumbs yeah it was basically like you know, Mariah and the Brad and Escape and Jermaine Dupree, they were just kind of like hanging out. We had the opportunity to kind of peek in on a session between these artists that we loved all these artists. We've covered Escape before in previous episodes. We've covered the Brat in collaboration with Missy before. Yeah, they all knew each other. And they liked hanging out with each other. They seemed like really cool. We talked about this in an earlier episode. Um, Season one, episode three, baby. Oh, baby. Season one, episode three, apparently. They filmed this in Mariah's house. And also, as I mentioned previously in this episode, Tommy Matola was very controlling. While they were recording this video, Mariah had the bright idea to kind of just, you know, go out for some french fries, which seems pretty, you know, innocuous in itself. Um, But that apparently set off all kinds of protocol and 
guns were drawn and Mariah went with the brat and they went to Burger King and they were just trying to get some fries. And listen, I love fries, so I totally get it. And it seems like something you can just go do on your own whenever you want to. I'm sorry. I'm going to side with Tommy Matola on this one. How dare you go get fries at Burger King? <laughs> uh, you go to McDonald's. You know what? Fair. Fair. You're... Yes, you're right. Mariah, if you're listening, please talk to us. Was it worth it? Was it BK your way? Or uh, McDonald's, I'm loving it. <laughs> da 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 <laughs> um i'm envisioning it like mariah's black mercedes they're racing down the road they're trying to get to the to whatever exit it is where the where the, where the burger king is and they're placing an order jermaine dupree is calling debrat like what the f like where are you and then the brat's like yeah 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 whatever whatever and then kind of like more calls more calls more calls and then like you know, radio silence. And it's kind of like, wait, what is actually going to happen here? Like, why is this such a problem? And apparently in her book, Mariah mentions that because of that scenario, the brat was like, I'm paraphrasing. Like, Like, you're the one that's in control. Like, why do you have to kind of like answer to all these, all these people? So you're the ingenue. (laughs) <laughs> exactly like it's on you it's your call it's your call i'm pretty sure like they're pretty good friends still today so that's that's interesting um how you know you have these connections like think about it like maybe we go to networking events and we meet people and we continue to have interactions with them later down the down the line and that kind of is what it is. But when you're a recording artist, it's a whole other thing. We think it's super special. Yeah, but then when you meet that, you know, that special person, you know, like you're going to keep in touch with them forever. I would like to think that that's what I would do. And <laughs> I can't believe how amazing you are because how did you know that that was the next single? What? The fifth single was titled Forever. This, and I'm boggled that this comes up so much, but this was an airplay only track. So that means you could only listen to it if you had airplay? Exactly. They were ahead of their time. (laughs) They said, you know what? This is 1995. None of that Chromecast shit. (laughs) Exactly. Um, that basically just meant that it was non-commercial. Therefore, it wasn't eligible for the Hot 100. But regardless of that, it still peaked number two on the adult contemporary chart. And it made the top 20 in Canada, and it had moderate success in New Zealand and the Netherlands. The, The video itself was really just a collage of snippets from Mariah's shows 
in Japan at the Tokyo Dome during the uh, Daydream tour in 1996. Yeah, so the video starts with clips of the Tokyo Dome. Uh, fans in Tokyo freaking out, and they have welcome signs, and they're taking photos. Um, like you said, it's pretty much a straight-up straight performance with Mariah, with her uh, Peggy Bundy hair. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she has a long black, black leather jacket, um, and it's interlaced with black and white footage of photo shoots, meet and greets, uh, tourist shots of Tokyo, rehearsals, footage of the actual tour, and the rap party with the crew. But yeah, pretty straightforward music video. But in this behind the scenes footage, I feel like we're seeing a more authentic Mariah. Mm. I feel this way about any artist who shares anything that's, you know, behind the scenes. Because if you really stop to think about it, you know, we have this artist who is like, I'm a huge songbird, five octaves, I got you. So yes, absolutely talented, but you still kind of have to to nurture that and, and practice and all that stuff. So that's kind of one thing. So then Mariah, she writes a lot of her stuff. So she's, you know, she's writing. And then she has to get into the studio. And then she has to deal with record execs. And then she has to deal with interviews. And then she has to deal with hair and makeup. And then she has to deal with interviews. And then she has to deal with performing. And then she has to deal with meet and greets. And then she has to X, Y, Z. Like it never ends. So, so I feel now because, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older. I used to want so much from, from my recording artists back then, but we need to give them grace. (laughs) They're Mm. only human. They're only human. They're very talented humans, but they're still only human. So, and, and getting, you know, ready for a tour is a lot more. If you're actually required to sing for, let's say, you know, 90 minutes to two hours for a concert, let's say you do it every other day or every two days, that's still a lot that's still taxing on your body. And it's not like that's the only thing you're doing. And then you're literally sleeping 22 other hours of the day. Like there's a lot of other things you have to prepare. You have to um, train your voice. You might be taking singing lessons to just kind of keep up on the, uh, on the instrument. So seeing this footage that's captured at tours, it kind of really gives me another glimpse into their lives and celebrities. They're just like us. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I know we find it hard (laughs) to believe and it's hard to grasp, but it's a lot. I love Mariah. Her voice is fantastic. Mariah got a lot of flack and a lot of negative press for being a diva and wanting things certain ways. But you know what? I get it. <laughs> like a diva is a female version of a hustler. <laughs> of a hustler. She ain't no diva. <laughs> Mariah, you're always a diva, and it's okay. You got it. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, like. We're all human beings underneath the stars. We're just human beings. You know what? I do not know. How are you so good at this? Because <laughs> that's the sixth and final single from Mariah's Daydream. You're fucking with me. I, I shit you not. 
Underneath the Stars was the B-side to Forever. And this was actually the first song that Mariah wrote and recorded for the album. And she actually used what they call a double voice, which is she sings the verses in a lower octave and then sings the crescendo and climax in a higher I love a climax. register over it. So it's just kind of like stacking vocals on vocals on vocals on vocals. Mariah Carey's background vocals need to be studied oh yes i'm thinking smithsonian <laughs> they are amazing so talk about like stacks on stacks on stacks like yeah. just gorgeous backgrounds um and sometimes like i i actually urge people to listen to your favorite song one time listening completely to the lead vocals and then another time listening to the background vocals and tell 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 us how you feel in your spirit crystal i think that's why we're friends i mean i think it's the only reason why we're friends because we <laughs> we both appreciate a background vocal like it just <laughs> could be it's just the unsung hero of a song yes where it's like it's like it gets you and you don't even notice it because you're focusing on the like on the main vocal, but no. Oh yeah. So buttery, buttery smooth. And sometimes they're so simple that they're complex. And sometimes they're so complex that they're simple. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> sometimes yes, sometimes no. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> It came up earlier when I mentioned Minnie Ripperton, which, side note, did you know that Minnie Ripperton was Maya Rudolph's mother? Yes, I did know that. I think that. you knew yes, this. I yeah. I feel like I only knew that like maybe 10 years ago. And it was like, what? Yeah. Maya Rudolph, a previous cast member of Saturday Night Live, hysterical, genius. I mean, moved on to do Bridesmaids. Yes. Other projects, um, hilarious. Hilarious, super talented. Yeah. Minnie Ripperton, yes, her mom. So I think one could argue that when Maya Rudolph might have been lulled to sleep in a lullaby, that maybe Minnie Ripperton was singing. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to come out. Oh my god. Damn. A little pit a little bitchy. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> So yeah, this was a was a tribute to Minnie Ripperton, and it was ineligible for the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, which is absurd, Bullshit. I feel. But that's how it works. It had limited prints of this of this album, um, but it did chart on the R&B Hip Hop Airplay 
uh, charts, as well as the R&B digital charts in 2020. And the reason it charted in 2020 is because... The lambs were on it. Exactly. Mariah had revealed years earlier, but many years after the release of the song, that there was a video that existed. And she actually teased this video um, as a part of the Rarities promo campaign. So, you know, the song, which was another collaboration of Mariah Carey and Walter Afanasiev with for the remix, which the remix was produced by the Trackmasters, um, the video itself wasn't released until November of 2020. Yeah, I mean, this was one of Mariah's favorite songs. She's um, mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. The video starts with a shot of a crowd at Mariah Carey's concert holding sparklers and a sign that reads, you are our hero. Mm -hmm. Then we see Mariah leaning out of a parked car with the front door open. And it seems like it's late at night and she's wearing a lavender mini dress. And for me, due to the angle of the car, it looked like she rammed into a tree with the car. (laughs) She's waiting for AAA. Uh, (laughs) uh, We later see her walking in the dark, uh, waving her coat around. And I'm thinking, is she walking to get help? And she gets exhausted and lays on her coat on some grass underneath the stars. At one point, she's swinging on a pole that doesn't seem like it belongs there. It's like, do they just set up an impromptu pole so that she could swing around on? Anyways, (laughs) so that footage is interlaced with behind the scenes of the tour. And, you know, we love a behind the scenes. (laughs) Um, We see her backstage. uh, We see her in rehearsals. We see her in concert performance. We saw her jumping in and out of tour buses. Mm -hmm. We see her leaving the venue and she jumps onto the tour bus. And she's riding with a CD player. It is a a device that plays CDs, compact discs. (laughs) Uh, It also has a case that carries a bunch of CD sleeves. Uh, Do you remember those? Did you have um, those? Yes. I still have one. If you wanted me to show you one right now, I totally could. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so when she's on the tour bus, we see she's going to Zutlin Theater. Okay. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, it's in Rotterdam um, in the Netherlands. And in, in that venue, she's playing on June 17th. And in July, Neil Young and David Bowie is performing. <laughs> There's also a scene where she's picking out the artwork for the song that we're listening to. So it seems really meta. <laughs> yeah, and that's a music video. Pretty straightforward. But the fact that this was still one of her favorite songs, I felt that inside. Because I was like, oh, you love this song. And I love it too. I don't skip this album. I listen to every single thing. And I believe that this was the second song on the album. And so it kind of made sense because Fantasy was number one. And then number three was One Sweet Day. So... Rather than skipping, Mm -hmm. you're going to listen through. That's why I knew this song. I love it. I mean, overall, amazing album. I mean, her vocals, they were and still are amazing. And um, yeah, yeah, like slow jams, definitely like a vibe. This album reminds me of like winter. 
Don't know why. Is there blanky talk coming? Uh, I mean, I would love to curl up with a little blanky <laughs> and listen to this album again. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> I know you have a blanky. Don't try to shame me for my blanky. <laughs> no, no shame. I'm just like, if we were to distribute merch for this show, it would be a doll <laughs> with a bob and a blank. <laughs> We're going to have merch season five. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the album? Great album. Took me back. If I could borrow a line from the, the fantasy lyric, when I close my eyes, you come and you take me. It's so deep in my daydreams, but it's just a sweet, sweet fantasy. Everything about this, this album, like, you know, Let's be real. These were immaculate vocals and dealing with everything that, that you have to deal with, with being a recording artist to actually be able to record these pristine vocals. Amazing. And this wasn't the end. Like, you know, this was just in the 19, in, in the late 1990s. So the late 1900s. <laughs> oh my God. I can't technically they're right, but rude. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a precursor to um, Butterfly, which is an album I can't wait to discuss. Oh, yeah. You know what? Not for nothing. I'm going to say it. That's my favorite. Track. Mine too. I, I connected more with all the Butterfly tracks than I did with any other album. Like I, That was one of the ones for me. Yes. Amazing. But Daydream is nothing but a yeah. dream. Agreed. Love you, yeah. Um, well, we've come to the part of the show that we call, so what are you listening to? Um, we have 30 seconds to go over a song or, I don't know, a roller coaster ride? Yes, I like it. <laughs> don't know how long that is, but we have that amount of time. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist. It doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. Um, it doesn't have to have a music video, but it can. So, um, Crystal, I'm going to ask you... What the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> Listeners, you, if it was up to me, I'm listening to 19 things. I always. know. But we know we have to set some boundaries. So listening to two things. Is, so I have this like figurative list of my top 10 songs of all time. Among that top 10 is Mariah Carey's We Belong Together. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a fairly short song. It's like three minutes, 30 seconds long. But the emotions that are conveyed in that song, the background vocal arrangement, like mm. it will send me always. I, it, it is one of the ones for me. So we've got that. When there was a video for that, um, and it featured Hottie Wentworth Miller that we used to watch from um, from Prison Break, and then it's kind of like, oh, he's a yes, queer? Yes, I love him. <laughs> he's one of us? Amazing. The second thing, the second thing that I'm listening to is there was an album release of the 25th anniversary of the Butterfly album, and there was a version of The Roof Ugh. on this album that featured... The Brandy, Brandy Norwood. Listen, Brandy, she was the very first artist that we we self-titled <laughs> debuted <laughs> for Remember Music Video. So where Brandy stands here. So 
We've got the roof. Oh my god. I listened to that a couple of times yeah, because I couple. always listen to that because oh my gosh. But then to have a re-release with Brandy doing vocals, there's actually video of them in the studio doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, please hurry and watch it. Like, yes. oh my gosh. Like they're just the background arrangement. Yes. Please listen to some tracks and just focus on the background so you can really feel what I'm trying to say right now. And so I don't feel crazy because it gets it. It is the arrangement. It is just like, it's amazing. So that is what I'm listening to. The Roof revised reversion from uh, the the 25th anniversary of, uh, of Butterfly. Yeah, both amazing choices. I mean, The Roof was my shit. But what are you listening to? Oh, so I am listening to the Daydream album. Yes, I love it. Uh, actually, I'm listening to two things. Um, one is the Daydream interlude. Seriously? I struck it from my list. <laughs> I was going to put it, but I was like, no, one has to go. Are you yes! kidding me? Yes! I'm waving my flag! <laughs> yes! Carry on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I mean, that is the only dance track on the album and you know what I mean like it takes me back to a time where you know I'd go to the clubs and like you would dance it out yeah yeah. and then it has hints of fantasy in there if you don't know that song check it out it's called uh daydream interlude well it's not even a song right (laughs) It's, it's an interlude which we need to talk about this Typically not videos for this, but there's a lot of interludes from the 90s that give life. Yes. Oh, we have to do an interlude one. Yeah. Maybe a few will have video sympathy in there, but no, we have to do an interlude one. Of course. Yes. So I'm listening to that, but I'm also listening to, well, you know, Diddy was on the Fantasy Remix. Yep. Um, So I've actually been listening to his latest project called The Love Album Off the Grid. Oh, shit. Tell, tell me more. It is really good uh, so far. Okay. There's a song called What's Love, and it features songwriting producing duo uh, Nova Wave. Uh, and they basically wrote a couple of songs on Beyonce's Renaissance album, and they won Grammy uh, Grammys oh. for their work there. Um, they've produced and written for Jay-Z, Rihanna, Ariana, Kalani. Her, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, but listen, listen to the song. It's called okay. What's Love, uh, featuring Nova Wave. Um, it's a bop. Like it makes you wanna dance. It makes you wanna dance R and B. Like Okay. Yeah, it's a bop. Uh, what inter- like what made me want to listen to the album is that on my street, uh on the sidewalk, you know, they took paint and stenciled um Diddy, the love album off the grid. The R&B album, you can F asterisk asterisk to. <laughs> wow. So it's the R&B, R&B album you can fuck to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Keep it, listen, keep it and simple. I was, I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to check this out. And um, yeah, I mean, check out uh, What's Love. It's a, it's a great song. Oh. And that's what I've been listening to. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to uh, look into that. I literally 
I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I'm excited. And I was really excited to talk about this album. And I'm really happy that we got a chance to talk about this amazing artist and this amazing album. Same. Um, such such a force, such a such an icon, uh, such a talented vocalist, a talented writer, a talented producer. And you know what? I can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah. So we'll we'll be here for it. We sure enough will. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that does it for this edition of Remember Music Videos. I uh, want to thank everyone who gave us a listen. A huge thank you to the one and only Mariah Carey for giving us something to talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culver of Lady Socket. And if you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel and Facebook. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMV Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change. So keep checking. If you have any thoughts or if you have a favorite video you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at rememberMusicVideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars only. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Baby! Until next time. Bye. Bye. No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast.